What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for October 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. We have a huge show for a Friday, and I love it when that happens. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend, but first, a couple quick housekeeping notes. There is a new Back to the Future coming. I just don't know when yet. Um, as you guys know, this is not my full-time job yet. Still working toward being able to do that, so between... My, my day job and my, my family responsibilities. It's been a, pretty crazy the past couple weeks. And the Phillies playing late games has definitely not helped that. Uh, so now, unfortunately, that they're done, that should open up some more time and I can get back to a consistent routine and a consistent schedule. I also will say that there are some nice fun things on the horizon. Uh, I've been teasing. It's just a matter of honestly finding the time to figure out how I want to implement them and, and get them rolling. But we'll get there. I appreciate your support. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, when I give the sponsors, be sure to check them out. Forward them to your fr- family and friends too. Maybe your family uh, wants, maybe they're not listening, um, but they should be. You should tell them to listen. But send them the, the links for phillygoat.com and carcan. All of that stuff is in the the description. So if you follow those links, you get your 10% off too or your 20%. Um, so let's try to make this thing grow. Like I like where this thing is heading. I'm super excited for the Hall of Fame ceremony next week. I have no idea what that's going to entail, what I'm going to be able to bring back, and how that's going to correlate to the show. I guarantee you it will, but the details, I'm kind of just going in there and seeing what happens and just sort of taking it uh, and just reporting back to you guys. But I'm super, super excited. If you are going to go, be sure to let me know. Um, one of the things I've been toying with, with uh, some of the new features and, and things I want to add, new segments, um, and part of it is I've been talking about it a lot, more audience participation and interaction. I know I get a ton of feedback on my Facebook uh, if you're listening and, and you're, you interact with me on Facebook, shoot me a line. Let me know just so I, I kind of can see where these things are going. But th- it was the question of the day, and I've been doing more and more of them. I kind of want to start making that a regular feature. But yesterday the question was, would you rather have never been there at all or get right to the brink like the Phillies and basically like Lucy taking the football away from Charlie Brown, having it yanked out? And I will say the overwhelming majority was uh, we'd rather get there and not quite make it than not been there at all just because of the experience. A lot of people talked about the the ride of getting there and, and just the euphoria and just the, the, the whole Red October thing and, and almost getting there is well worth the pain of not winning it. Um, I also, I, I think the best answer of the day and, and the most poignant was – uh, for my cousin Greg, who basically was at Game 7 and said, uh, as much as it stings, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but as much as it stings, uh, being able to take his 11-year-old down there and, and having him experience the, the ups and downs of the emotions and really basically getting his first taste of what it's like to be a Philly fan uh, was well worth it. And it, it was more of a bonding experience. And, and I kind of like that because I've bonded with my dad over the same things. Um, you saw him when I had him on Back to the Future. So I, I, I like that answer a lot. And it just it's just part of being a Philly fan. It's what separates us from Cleveland, Phoenix, uh, Minneapolis, and all those other cities that just really never get there. 
Um, like, yeah, we get shit on by uh, like New York and Boston all the time as like the little brother. But at least we're in that conversation. So it's kind of like one of those things where like, yeah, we're, we're not quite there on that level. We want to be. We, we think we are. But in reality, we're not. But we're still better than these. Uh, so thank you for all of your feedback and participation in that. Again, that's one of the things I want to keep growing. I want to have more interaction. Uh, I'm still working on trying to figure out how to do something live at some point. So the more interaction we get, the better off it is for that. So be sure, like I said, if you're <clears throat> responding to some of the things on Facebook, just shoot me a line. Let me know that you're, you're actually listening to this. Um, there will be another question today, so stay tuned for that. All right, so I mentioned it's a big show today, um, and it's big because it's Friday. Fridays tend to t- typically be a little bit bigger anyway, but to kind of finally put a bow on that Philly season, the the uh, Dave Dombrowski and Rob Thompson had their year-end sort of press conference and interviews, and kind of the, there was a a general theme and, and basically they don't obviously you don't know what's going to happen next year but they kind of laid out sort of what their their plan is moving forward um and i mean obviously dombrowski said uh the big question was where's harper go and he said we haven't decided that and ultimately it would be bryce harper's decision and i like that. i mean he's the face of your franchise um so is he going to go stay at first base is he going to move back to the outfield and ultimately, that's going to determine what the next dominoes will be for them, where he wants to play. Um, they, Dombrowski did say signing Aaron Nola is their number one priority. Not sure if they can, though. He said he might be be looking for more than what they're willing to offer. And I kind of appreciate the, the honesty there. Like, yes, we want to sign him. And I think where they're at is they know that if they don't sign him, who else are they going to have? But at the same time... They, they have a number, and if he can get that somewhere else, hey, thanks for your, your time. But, I mean, he is reliable, and I think that is going to play a key role in because they could bring somebody else in. But whether or not he's playoff NOLA or regular season NOLA, he does get he's, – he's healthy a lot. Uh, he also said he wanted to extend Zach Wheeler. When it comes to to being able to add the pieces like strengthening the bullpen or maybe getting some some more contact hitters or speed off the bench, he did say as far as the money, he's had preliminary talks with John Middleton, and he'd be surprised if they don't have the finances to do what they need to do. Um, I think the key word there, and this is me probably way over analyzing this, is he said what we need to do versus what we want to do, and I. Maybe it's just a, a thing I'm going, but to me, that's a very subtle, like, we need to do this in order to get to the next level. And I mean, uh, John Middleton has made it no secret he wants to win a World Series, and they obviously need some help on the bench, and they need some bullpen help, uh, possibly even a, another starter. And I think that that key distinction is not what we want to do, it's what we need to do. Um, and I mean, they have a finite window. They have probably like a three to four year window where they're they're going to be in contention. And I actually really, really like that. And again, let me know. Maybe I'm just way over analyzing the linguistics of it. But to me, when you say what we, we should be able to do, what we need to do 
versus what we want to do. That's a huge, huge difference um, in what you need. Uh, they did fire their assistant hitting coach as well as one of the bullpen coaches. Uh, I don't know if that was sort of like a, hey, uh, they're the sacrificial lambs, uh, but it's worth noting. Johan Rojas is going to have to earn his spot next year. I like that. He's great defensively, but, man, is he a liability, uh, especially if he's not going to bunt consistently. I don't know why they did not try to bunt him or he didn't try to bunt more. Um, and Dombrowski finally did say that Brandon Marsh likely will be an everyday player. They're confident in how he can hit lefties, uh, but they just didn't want to expose, which is I, – I didn't get that part, but he said but we didn't want to expose him too much. So if you're confident you can hit him – why not play him? But that's another thing. Um, I forgot to mention yesterday, too, when I was going through the guys that were free agents, that Reese is going to be a free agent. Uh, and I think he's sort of one of those guys floating out there. It depends on what Bryce decides he wants to do to determine. Because if Bryce stays at first base, doesn't leave any room on the roster ultimately for Reese. I mean, because you can't have Schwarber out there consistently in the field. Then you have Cassianos, Marsh, Rojas, Pache. Um, and, and then if Harper decides to go there, that does open up a spot at first base. However, <clears throat> they, have an inf- they, they have moves they need to make, and it's all de- dependent upon what Bryce decides he wants to do. Uh, and then the other story was Tawan Walker uh, – Basically saying disrespect is at an all-time high. Hashtag next year. Liking tweets that were critical of Rob Thompson. And Thompson basically said doesn't bother him. He's a competitive guy. Kind of like he likes it. Um, I mean, and listen, Tawan Walker's not going anywhere. He's got three years left on that four-year deal. They're paying him $18 million a year. Um, and the truth of the matter is he just was not good. I mean, it is, I mean, it is what it is. Um, so there's your Phillies news and Phillies updates, putting that bow on the season and giving you a glimpse as to what the, the next few months are going to look like. Ultimately, it's going to come down to Bryce and Dombrowski did say that those conversations need to happen sooner rather than later, because ultimately that's going to dictate what the rest of the the off season is going to look like. Um, I'm anxious to see what happens with Nola. Um, he is going to probably... I, I can guarantee you he's probably going to get a better offer somewhere else than he will from the Phillies. It's just a matter of whether he wants to come back to the Phillies or not. So stay tuned for that. Well, the end of the year for the Phillies was absolute trash. Um, they could use a car can right about now because if the, their season ended like the back of my truck looks like right now, just completely covered in trash. Um, that's where car can comes in. Go to carcan.com. It's a trash can storage. You can even use it as a cooler. Go to their site. They have a wide selection of car organizational products for your trunk, for your front seat, your visor, you name it. They got it. Go check out carcan.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery 20 off for 20% off your order. It makes a great holiday gift. It's never too early to start shopping. And the more you buy, you buy multiple ones for everybody on your team or in your office, you get even more of a discount. So go to carcan.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery 20 off for 20% off of your order. That's Jim Montgomery 20 off, all one word, for 20% off of your order. All right, Sixers tipped off last night, I should say. I got golf on my mind because it's beautiful out. Um, They lost 118-117, but they showed some fight. They got down 19 and battled back. 
Uh, you could tell that they're, they're still working out some of the kinks of learning Nick Nurse's system. However, uh, I mean, they, they played hard. You could tell they lacked the James Harden or, or the, the next, like, the second star, the second killer. But Maxi sure as hell looked like he could be that guy very soon. And Milwaukee's a good team, too. So it's no shame in losing this. And, and they had a shot, some questionable calls with the ref. But Maxi threw down 31 and looked every bit like he's if he can do this consistently – we might be in a good situation. Kelly Oubre uh, threw in 27. Jaden Springer was all over the floor doing things. So the, Joe, it was even off. And, and that's, uh, I think, you have Joe playing the way he does. And I think it's just an adjustment, getting used to the system. Uh, but I was very impressed with the fight in this team and the way the guys were flying around doing those little things, the things that you didn't see with Doc Rivers. So hopefully this is a sign of things to come. As far as James Harden, who knows what's happening now? Apparently, and I haven't heard any more of the details uh, yet this morning, but he tried to board the team plane and security wouldn't let him. Uh, and I don't know if that was a TSA thing. I don't know if that was the six. Like somewhere along the line, there was a lack of communication. And I, I totally see this getting ready to be, be blown up right now. Uh, but 118-117 loss. Joe was off, but Maxi, man, it, that he looked like he's ready to. Now it's one game. Don't get me wrong, but like I said, Milwaukee's a good team, so that's the way Maxi played last night. That's what we want to see. I mean, Tobias had twenty points as well, and listen, anything you get out of him this year is is gravy money. Uh, maybe you could somehow, depending on how the season goes, use him as a trade chip somewhere, uh, but. It's going to be a rough season in the sense that I don't think they're, uh, I've said it on Back to the Future, be sure to go check out that last episode, that they're not going to contend for a championship, but it's I want to see certain things uh, moving forward for next year, and if Maxi continues like that, that's the step I want to see. Flyers with the win last night, 6-2 to two over the Wild. It's a big win for them, to be honest. Uh, Bobby Brink had two goals, his first two ever in the NHL. Cam Atkinson added three assists. Carter Hart had 26 saves. And all of a sudden, the Flyers are off to a hot start uh, in a season that we thought was going to be a rebuilding year. Uh, they are playing hard. They are, are fighting. Uh, it's a young team. I mean, you, you never know. Uh, so we, we'll see, but... Uh, good win for the Flyers last night, 6-2 over the Wild. Eagles, uh, James Bradbury and Jordan Davis ended up on the, the injury report. They were limited in practice. I don't know what that means moving forward. We'll have more of clarity on that after practice today. Uh, and it is a rivalry week, and even though it doesn't seem like a rivalry week due to uh, Washington just not being terrible, but... Uh, but still getting starting to get a little pumped up for the game, even though I'm be watching it on the sideline of a soccer game. Uh, because of all the rain, we we have makeup soccer on Sunday, but that's okay. We'll take it. Uh, it's a hell of a world we live in. That's what cell phones are for. No more little Walkmans with earphones. I can actually watch the game while I'm watching the kids. All right. New Clashing Conferences podcast dropped yesterday. Be sure to check out my boys over there. It's uh, any, available anywhere you get your podcast as well as on YouTube. It's an around the horn style, and uh, there's still a lot of Eagles hate going on, man. Randy, whew, the hate is. 
deep over there. Um, but I, I think it's uh, he's still saying they're not that good. He's waiting for for them to come back down to earth. But buddy, we're six and one, bro. bro. Come on. Uh, but go check them out. Clashing Conferences podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. All right, today we're going to go back to 1968. And on this day, the Eagles took on the Steelers in Pittsburgh, uh, Pitt Stadium. It was a battle of teams that were 0-6. They were in the battle for O.J. Simpson. And this game played out exactly the way you think a team or a game between two 0-6 teams would. Um, The Eagles led 3-0 at halftime. Then the Steelers kicked two field goals in the fourth quarter for a 6-3 final. Yes, it was a barn burner. Um, After the game, the Eagles seemingly were in control for O.J. Simpson. Uh, And quick backstory, and this is where I like this, uh, having this, being able to educate you on this. But the way for the... Uh, the 1969 draft was going to go. The NFL and the AFL had already announced they were going to merge. So th- what they did was they had a combined draft. So the the they were like two separate leagues, uh, but they would come together. Obviously, they played the Super Bowl, but they would come together and do the standings that way. So the Eagles weren't just battling the NFL teams for the top pick. They were battling the AFL teams. But, I mean, being 0-7 in a 12-game season – um, or I think it was 14 games at that point. Uh, but you're looking pretty good for that first pick. Um, they would go on to be 0-11 before they won their final, or before winning two their next two games after that, uh, to basically take them out of contention for O.J. Simpson and the number one pick. Uh, and then to, to rub even more salt into the wound, they lost their final game against the Vikings at Franklin Field. Uh, you may have heard about this game. Uh, it was snowy. There was a Santa Claus. Uh, he was booed. Uh, so, yeah, that infamous game happened in 1968, the last game of the season, because the Eagles fans were so pissed off that they lost out on O.J. Simpson. Um, and I've talked a lot about the, that on both podcasts. However, going back to this game against the Steelers, in the ultimate – butterfly effect had the eagles won this game they would have been three and 11 and at three and 11 they would have gotten the fourth pick the steelers would have gotten the second pick the bills still would have had the tiebreaker over the steelers with the number two pick the steelers would have probably selected george coons who the falcons selected who was actually played 11 years between the falcons and the colts uh, went to seven Pro Bowls, was a three-time All-Pro uh, defensive ta- or offensive tackle. Would have been good for that Steelers team. At number four, the Eagles would have gotten some mean guy named Joe Green. So ultimately, by losing this game to the Steelers on this day in 1968, the Eagles not only screwed themselves ultimately out of mean Joe Green – couple weeks later after they won two games unnecessarily they screwed themselves out of oj simpson ended up with leroy keys and the rest as they say is history but on this day back in 1968 the eagles lost to the steelers six to three to fall to zero and seven and seemingly be in control of the oj simpson sweepstakes only to screw it up and by winning this game or losing this game, had they been able to win, they could have gotten Mean Joan Green, but instead they got Leroy Keys. And you know how that worked out. 
Uh, however, the Phillies or the Eagles missed out on two goats in NFL history on this day. Don't miss out on your own Philly Goat apparel. Go to phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery. Get whether it's Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Union, Philly centric uh, neighborhoods, you name it, they got it. Go to phillygoat.com and don't miss out like the Eagles of 1968 did. Get your authentic Philly Goat shirt and don't be a Leroy Keys. Be a Mean Joe Green. Go to phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off. All right, we I mentioned we're slowly winding down and getting closer to that Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, if you want more information on how to get tickets or this year's class or the 20 for 20 they're doing, go to philadelphiasportshalloffame.org. If you want information on how you can help out the Hall of Fame, the background of the hall, or to see previous inductees, go to phillyhall.org. Today, we are going to celebrate... 2023 inductee and somebody I'm very excited to meet, Jeremiah Trotter, the axe man himself. Uh, he was a third round pick from the Eagles in 1998, played eight seasons for the Eagles uh, over the course of three different tenures, uh, led the Eagles in tack- tackles in 99, 2000, 2001. Uh, he was considered sort of like the, the pulse of that Eagles defense. Brian Dawkins was a heart and soul, but Trotter was the guy that kind of made that. He was the unsung leader, I guess you could say, as the middle linebacker. Uh, three NFC East championships, five playoff appearances, two NFC championship games, and Super Bowl 39. Played 127 games total, regular and postseason with the Eagles. Almost 700 tackles. Four-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he's one of just four linebackers, and we know the Eagles don't necessarily put a, a priority on linebackers in in their system, and, and that's been historically. But one of four linebackers in Eagles histories with four Pro Bowls. He was a two-time All-Pro in 2001, 2002, was inducted into the Eagles Hall of Fame in 2016, and still to this day, one of the greatest sack and big play celebrations ever, where he pulled the axe out and slam it down. Uh, congratulations to you, Jeremiah Trotter, on your induction into the 2023 Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. I'm looking forward to meeting you as well as the other inductees. As I said, we're slowly winding down. We only have one more inductee. Um, Then we have a couple other fun things planned to finish out the month. But be sure to check them out. And if you are going to go to the ceremony, let me know. Uh, We can catch up. On this day, back in 1968, Eagles lost to the Steelers 6-3. Missed out on not one, but two Hall of Fame players that year because of the way they they finished out their schedule. Sixers suffered a loss, but I like the way they played, so I want to give Nick Nurse some time uh, before we start panicking and, and everything. And keep in mind, it's not going to be a great season. Listen to Back to the Future and you can hear my take. Uh, good wrap-up to the Phillies. We kind of see what their plan is. At this point, we're just in wait-and-see mode to see what Bryce wants to do and then we can go probably won't have much more on the Phillies barring something crazy uh, at least for a few weeks now at this point uh, sad end to their season but it is Washington week so it's time to start getting pumped up for a little Eagles football it's going to be 80 degrees today man almost 80 degrees go out and do something fun enjoy it help ease the pain of that that Sixers loss uh, 
or not the well the Sixers lost, but the Phillies lost. Uh, be sure to hit me up on all the social medias or comment on this post for today's question of the day. Today's question of the day is: Where would you like to see Bryce Harper play? Should he go to the outfield or should he stay at first base? Uh, ultimately, it comes down to him. But what do you think? What say you? Let me know where should Bryce play first or back to the outfield because where he picks is going to determine the course of the rest of the offseason. But as I said, go enjoy this day. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Until next time, I'll see you when I see you.